The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zochem in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Rahamim ben Victoria, Ruah Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden, Amen, dedicated by his family to school and mitzvot. Today's daf is being studied, Le'ilu Nishmat Rahamim ben Victoria, Ruah Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied, Le'ilu Nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihinu Began Eden Amen. The Zaf is being studied with Pu'ash Shilema for Le'ah Bat Mazal Shoveret Nitua Hayom. En Arifan Allah. En Arifan Allah. En Arifan Allah. For the Nefesh, for the Guf, for the Zakrabad, for the Khenir Asom Romar. Amen. We begin today's Zaf on Namid Chet Amudbed. And we have three lines from the bottom. We learned in our Mishnah that if a lady borrows ingredients for her Halah, from a neighbor, a friend, on Yom Tov. So now that halah is limited where it can be transferred only to the combined and shared area of both of their tombs. Why? Because since the neighbor now has a a stake in the halah, she gave the water, she gave the salt, so therefore it's like uh, they have now a shutafut, a partnership. So therefore... Uh, her stake in the halah limits the uh, moving of it only according to the shared area where both the tehomim overlap. Now, the Gemara wrote an opinion yesterday from the Hachmeir of Israel that the ingredients, for example, the water should be batel berov. It should be batel in the majority of flour. And therefore, it shouldn't be significant at all. And Abayeh proved this, and he said that really in Isurim, when it comes to things of Isur and Eter, like the subject of Etehomin, we're not discussing over a monetary uh, discussion. We know monetarily, the lady who borrowed has to pay back if the Yom Tov. That's not a discussion. The discussion on Yom Tov is, is this water and this salt going to affect the Tum? Tum is Isur. And therefore, Bitum works by things of Isur and Eter. So therefore, the Kharat... Why does the Mishnah say that the um, the water and the salt is not uh, uh, is not batel and therefore subject to the laws of Tehomin? How that should be bitul? So the Gemara doesn't give three reasons for this matter. Gemara says amai. So what's the real reason for the Mishnah? Why there's no bitul? Abayi amar. We're worried that a person might come to make an Isa, a dough, with partners. Which means, really, according to Abayi, it should be Mivatin. It should really have a 
flour, and the low flour should be mevatel the water, and therefore it shouldn't be a joint home. But if we allow you to say what, that it's going to be mevatel in this case where she gave you the water, we're going to have a problem in the case where a person is going to come and make an actual partnership where we say we're halfers, we're partners in this halah, and they're also going to think that each one would be able to move the halah to their own tomb where their own tomb takes them. Mm-hmm. Because they'll learn from this case, and they're not going to do this. So what's the difference? This case also with partners, right? She, she gave me uh, a chalik. That's different. She gave you a chalik, you're not a partner with her, she gave it to you. And that's why you can say, bitul. And that's why you can take it wherever you want. But if I allow you to take it wherever you want, you might come to say in a case where you're not allowed to take it wherever you want, and you are going to take it. For example, in the case of Shutafud, the actual partners. In the case where we're partners, that's why everybody's going to agree, there's no bitul. They were partners in the whole Chadah, we're only going to a joint area. So Avayir really says the reason of the Mishnah, why we're not going to say Bitul, is Gezerah to a case where the Chadah is Chadah and Shutafut. Okay, so the Gemara says Gezerah Shemit Asih Isah B'Shutafut. Look at Rashi, two lines on the bottom. Abayir Amar Gezerah Shemit Asih Isah B'Shutafut. E Amar Ma'imu Melech Lo Asri Allah. You're going to say that the water in the salt is not Osir. Then each person will say, okay, I'll move it according to my tomb. And that's not the case. And therefore we make a gizera. Next case. Rabbi Amar, Tevalin l'ta'ama avida. L'ta'ama lo batil. Rabbi comes to answer the case of Tevalin. Where we said in the Mishnah as well, if somebody borrows Tevalin from their neighbor or their friend, and puts it in the Kedera. So now the Kedera is also limited in how uh, you have to go to, to the joint areas where their ta'umim overlap. So Rabbi explains, you know why we don't say bitul by the tevalin? Because tevalin gives taste. Something that gives taste, you don't say bitul on. Right? When you put the tevalin in the, in the tafshir, it's noticeable, it's evident. Something that's so evident like tevalin, we're not going to say bitul. So therefore, according to Rashi, Abayin and Rabbi are not arguing. Abayin is answering the halak case, and Rabbi is answering the Kedera case. The Chala case is a Gezera atu Halat Shutafin. The Kedera case is a Gezera, not a Gezera. It's the reason why it's not Batel, because of the reason of Ta'ama. That's why the she says in the bottom line, Velopedigi ad Abaye. It's not all your Abaye. El Amor Shani Hada, Amor Shani Hada. Each one's giving a respective answer. However, the bottom Tosfot learns differently. The bottom Tosfot says, Lachin de Abaye. Shani Isab wa Din Kedera Shema Tasib Shutafud. That's what it says no. Abaye when he says the Gizra Shutafud, it's answering both. You might make a shutafut on the hala or you might make a shutafut on the kidera. And therefore his answer is on both cases. But Rabah Shani Kedera wa Din Isa. And Rabah that answered that the Tabalin give taste to the Kedera uh, uh, is also answering hala. Why? Because the salt gives taste to the Isa. And the water is considered hashub that we're not going to say bitul, because that's the main ingredient in the sense that it's needed to congeal the dough. So therefore, we say that, according to Safot, there is a mahloket uh, between Abaye and Rabbah. Abaye is explaining the main ingredient is that you can't make dough without. Uh, Water. That's, that's what it means. Not the uh, hashibut of the dough itself, of what berakah you can make, we said just In any event, according to Tosafot, it's a mahlokit abaye and 
Rabbah. Rabbah is answering on both cases, and Rabbah is answering on both cases as well. Okay? Now we go to another answer. Rav Hashem Amar, Rav Hashem says, Mishum da'avi davar she'esh lo matirin. Bechodavar she'esh lo matirin, hafidu ba'elef lo matir. Very simple answer. Why don't we say bitul in the Mishnah? Because, what do you want to say? You want to say that we'll say bitul. Let's say the maim in the melech will be nullified. And therefore, I could uh, bring it wherever I want, according to my tomb. Right. If you'd wait until tomorrow after Yom Tov, you wouldn't have to come out to be two. And we have a rule: matirim, something that eventually become mutar. So therefore, we don't make bitul while it's asud. Just wait until it becomes mutar. If milk falls into meat, you're stuck. Wait a hundred days, then it become mutar. Therefore, you have to use the concept of bitul to make it mutar. But here, what's the isur of it? Tehomin. Or oh, the suit, right? The suit is told me because somebody else's uh, ingredients are in my uh, dough. So I say bitul, bitul barov. You can't say bitul over here. Wait till tomorrow. Uh, there's no suit to me. That's called davash yeshlo matirin. Now from here you see a very important concept. This is davash yeshlo matirin even in the drabanan because the whole issue of tamin is drabanan. So you see that the concept of end bitul be davash yeshlo matirin is even in isur. The Rabbanan. Now the Tosafot over here comes along and says that he holds that you only say Davar Sheyed, Davar Sheyed, in something that's mean bimino, in things that are uh, similar items that uh, get mixed up. Uh, so there he says, what do you mean? There's not similar items. So this is where the Tosafot says that the salt and the water, since you can't make halal without it, and therefore all these ingredients are compatible to each other to make the halal. So they're all considered, mean they're all considered one species. And therefore the rule of the Vashishtabatini would apply to this case as well. So basically we have three answers. Let's review the three answers of the Gemara. We have two or three answers actually. We have Abaye that says the, the, the reason of the halal is Gizerah, Shemeh, Rabbah says the reason is because the salt in the Kedira gives a ta'am, that's why he can't say bitul, as well as the, uh, uh, the, the, the Kedira, I mean the Tivalin in the Kedira, as well as the salt in the Isa gives ta'am, therefore you can't say bitul until it gives ta'am. The third reason of Rabbah is, so the Rabbah says, and any Rabbah says, if you don't be sued in a banan, and no bitul. Tosfot holds that Abaye is answering not only on Hala, but he's answering on Kedira as well. And therefore, just like the Hala, the, uh, the, uh, the salt gives Ta'am. I'm sorry, just, just like by Hala, it's Gizira to Shutafut. So to Kedira, it's Gizadim, I make a Shutafut with somebody's Kedira. And Rabah is answering also both cases. That just like the Hala, the reason, just like the Kedira, the reason why it's a Sujah is the Tibadin gives Ta'am. So to the salt gives Ta'am into the Hala as well. Therefore, each one was answering uh, both cases. According to the three answers. There's Abayez answering both, Rabat answering both, and Ravashi is answering both. The case, of course, Ravashi is talking both of them, both the Kedran and the Isa. Just wait till tomorrow. Wait till tomorrow. There's no Yisrael anymore. Therefore, there's no Bitul as well. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Yudha poted b'mayim. Let's go to understand Rabbi Yudha Shittah. Mishnah said that Rabbi Yudha is poted b'mayim. When you go borrow water from the, the friend, the water is not osir. Well, water is insignificant, so to speak. It's not osir the, uh, the hala. I mean, you're not going to be bound by the friend's tahum just because she gave you the water. So Gibran says, Ma'i mean? 
He only said it by water. He didn't say this leniency by salt. So he holds that salt poses a problem. What do we have a Bethfenush Braita that says the Behuda says indeed salt is mebatel in a Isa or in a Kedera. So why did Amishnah just say that if she lends you water, it's no problem? That's what salt is. What do you mean? According to the B. Yehuda, from the Braita, salt also uh, is batel. Kabbalah says, like Kashia, Habimelah Sedomit, Habimelah Estrokanit. Depends what type of salt we're talking about. Melah Sedomit is fine salt. That's why we have the Lord by Mahrun Yehuda. Why? Because we're worried that some of the final granules of Melah Sedomit is going to get stuck on a person's fingers and he put it in his eye and go blind. Therefore, you have to make my Mahrun. So Melah Sedomit is very fine. So therefore, that type of salt, if the lady uh, borrows Melah Sedomit, it's, it's insignificant, it's very fine, it's batel. And therefore, it's not going to pose a tongue problem. That's the Braita. However, the Mishnah that said only water, because it's talking about Melah Sedomit. Melah Sedomit is... Is thick salt. The devil, the thick salt is not batel. So it depends what type of salt is being borrowed. Is it the fine salt or the big batel? The big salt, not batel. Oh, that Tanya. The Gemara says another question. We have a bright Tanya. Be Yudalmer. Ma'yimu melach betelin beisa ve'en betelin bekedera mepene rotba. So we have a bright No question. The Braita says over that Maim and Melach are batel in Isa in the dough. Okay, so we'll explain that this is about Melach at Strokari. It's talking about the, uh, the, uh, actually, I'm sorry, Betelin. You have to say it's about Melach Sedomit. It's the fine salt. So it's Betelin by Isa. I have no problem with the Melach over here. The problem is with the Maim. Because it says Ve'en Betelin Bekedera. But water is not going to be Mevatil in a Kedera, in a, in a, in a dish, in a food. Why? Because it's evident. You look at the Kedera, you see the water. The water, how can the water be Batel? What's the Kedera made out of? Primarily water. So therefore you see that what water is not Batel. What do you mean? In Al-Mishnah, what the Biyudah said, Biyudah, Poteh B'mayim. He meant Mayim not only by Isa, but Mayim also by Kedera. Because Al-Mishnah discussed two cases. Al-Mishnah talked about Isa, and talked about Kedera. So therefore the Biyudah came along his master and said, Ah, the water, no problem. Ben Isa. Ben Bekedera, we make up your mind. You have a bright end that clearly says that by the Kedera, it is a problem. It depends the consistency of the Kedera. If the consistency is thick, then it'll be Batel, because you don't see the water. Now, sometimes, I guess, when you leave it on the fire for a long time, it becomes thick. So even though there's water in there, but the water's not evident. Therefore, Batel. And our. Um, and the Braita that said it's not patel, it's talking about with soup, exactly, raka. Therefore, it's, uh, it's uh, a, 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 a light consistency, therefore, the water is evident, therefore, there is a, uh, a problem, and therefore, I'm not going to say it too. So, basically, to su- summarize the Biuda Shita, the Biuda makes a chiluk in salt, thick salt, melah astrokanit, or thin salt, melah sedomit, astrokanit is the thick salt, not patel. Sedomit uh, yebatel, and he makes a difference in water that got mixed up in a kedera. If the kedera is ava, then we'll say batel because the water was not evident. If it's laka, 
not batel, and therefore you're going to be subject to the laws of tehomin by the neighbor or the friend that lent it to the uh, to the person. Then we go further to the next mishnah. Agahilit. Agahilit is a coal, burning coal. Kiragle abealim. Okay, the coal of a person is bound by the tomb of that person. Means wherever he is allowed to travel, that's as far as his coal can travel as well. Means the coal gets the tomb of the owner. However, shalhevet a flame, the flame itself is not bound by any tomb. It can go anywhere, even outside of the tomb where a person himself can go. Now you ask a question: What do you mean, a flame? Uh, how, do you, how do you carry a flame? How do you move a flame? The flame is not tangible. So the Yomara will discuss exactly what the case is, but we're saying that a flame, because it's not tangible, is not bound by the rules of Tehumim. And we'll see exactly the case in the Gemara. Now we give another rule of a coal. Gahelet Shil Hikdish. We have a consecrated Gahelet, it's Hikdish. Mu'alin Ba. There is Mi'ila, which is if you use it for your personal. Benefit, it's considered using a gdash for personal benefit, and therefore you're subject to the laws of mi'ila. Therefore it is uh, asur, you have to be a korban asham, after you uh, are mu'ayin. But the flame itself of a gdash, they have a flame that was designated to a gdash. You shouldn't uh, have an a'ah, but if you did have an a'ah, no mu'ayin. It's not considered mi'ilah. So again we see a difference between the coal and the flame, the gabay, the laws of mi'ilah by Yagdesh. The coal is conclusive mi'ilah by the coal. If you benefited from it, by the shalavit, if you benefited from it, don't benefit. But if you did, there is no mi'ilah. Last case. Hamotzi gahelet ashut rabim hayab. Shalavit patur. A person tra- carried a gahelet or transferred a gahelet on Shabbat. Into the Shutta Rabim, I have carrying. Right from the Shutta Yahid to the Shutta Rabim, I have. However, if you transferred a Shalhebet on Shabbat, somehow you just carry the uh, flame. Again, we'll see how do you carry a flame, but you're going to be Patur. Again, the flame is considered not tangible, not significant, therefore there's no Hayyuf of Hotza'ah. Now we will go to the Gemara to see the cases. Now five laws that were said by Gachelet. Actually three of the laws were just said in our Mishnah. The Brad is going to add two more. They are, number one, Gachelet Kedaglea Be'alim. Regarding the law of Tum, Gachelet follows the owner. Wherever the owner can walk, that's where the coal can be taken. The flame itself can go anywhere. What does it mean? Even a place where the owner cannot go, however the shalevet can go. See, there's no limitations on tom to the shalevet. Even though it's your shalevet. Guy owns the shalevet, doesn't matter. Which means, technically, he could transfer the shalevet out to somebody else. And if somebody else has a more distant tom, he can continue... Carry it. doesn't go after the Gleh. He goes, come and come. And that person could go, as far as his home could take it. We give it to somebody else. Maybe the guy can take it uh, even a, a further distance. There's no limitations in home by a Shalevit. Second law. Gehaylet shil Egdesh. Mu'alin ba. V'shalevit lo nehenin v'lo mu'alin. That was the case of the Egdesh. 
Agachalit, you're not allowed to have an It's considered me'ilah. And when it comes to the shalabit, lo neheni, but there is no me'ilah. Third case, gachalit, shalabodah zarah. And it was designated for idolatry. Asura. The gachalit is asura, because you're not allowed to have benefits from avodah zarah. The pasuk says, velo yidbak, biyadecha me'uma minacherem. Right, you're not allowed to have any hanah from avodah zarah. Vishalabit muteret. Here, the shalabit of avodah zarah is permissible even. The Gibbana will soon ask what's the Mitzvah Hekdesh when you will say the Kataila Hanaa and Abu Dazra Yimati the Kataila. Anyway, the fourth case, Hamotzi Gachayet the Shutta Rabbi Hayab Shalimit Patut carrying, transferring a Gachayet on Shabbat is Hayab, the call itself, however, transferring the Shalimit is Patut. For fifth case, Hamudar Hanaa Mahavirov. Person says to his friend, he makes an edit. He says, I am not going to benefit from you. Asur b'gahalto. So he's asur to benefit from that fellow's coal. Umutar b'shalabto. But he's permissible to benefit from the shalev because the shalev is not considered tangible. And therefore, when you say I'm not going to find out from you, it's only on tangibles. And therefore, the coal of your friend will be asur, but not the shalev. So those are the five laws. Let's review quickly the five laws that were said by the coals and shalev. Number one, coals follow regle. And the Shalhevet Bechol Makom Number two Gachelet of Hekdesh is subject to Me'ilah The Shalhevet Lechetachilah don't have an'a But if you did It's not considered Me'ilah Number three Gachelet Shal'avodah Zarah Is a sur Le'anot However the Shalhevet is Muta Lechetachilah Number four, the law on Shabbat, it's a suit to transfer Gachelet to the Shus Rabbim. Bashaykin Shalevet is Mutar. And the fifth law is the case of Mudar where it's forbidden for me to benefit from my friends Gachelet, but it's permissible to benefit from the Shalevet. Because it was my Shalevet, 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 Why, when it came to Abu Dazra, he said the Shalevet. It's mutalik tachilah to benefit, but when it came to Hegdesh, you said that lechem tachilah, you should not benefit from the shalevet. What's the difference? Which both avodah zarah and Hegdesh are asur. I mean, they're both things that are off limits. So if avodah zarah tell me, shalevet, mutalik tachilah to benefit. Okay, good, because it's not, maybe it's not uh, tangible. Never like a sudah, no problem. It's not subject to the law. Uh, so then what about Hegdesh also? Hegdesh should tell me, alone nehenim. But there's no me'ila. Why you ba'amil lechem tachilah by? Hekdesh, which is disgusting to a person, where people generally keep away from because they didn't say, if we let you use the shalevet, you might come to use the actual coal. Nah, people generally stay away from they don't want to know from it, it's disgusting to them. However, the opposite, Hekdesh, it's not a person, on the contrary, Hekdesh is a Kodesh. So people don't uh, refrain away from Hekdesh, therefore they made a Gezerah on the Shalhevet, Atu the Gachelet. Now, uh, the Tosafot has a question over here. The second Tosafot on the daft, Tosafot says, what are you talking about? The Tosafot says that from a second Pesachim, the Gibbara said that Hekdesh also bedidim in it. That Hekdesh also, it's off limits, people uh, stay away from. So now you tell me, no, Hekdesh, no bedidim. So the Tosafot answers that over there in the Gemara Pesachim, they were comparing Hekdesh to Cholin. Yes, c- compared to Cholin, regular stuff, Hekdesh, but Cholin, no Bedine. But when you're comparing Hekdesh to Abu Dazara, 
So Avodah Zarah Bedile, but in relation to Avodah Zarah, Hekdesh is no Bedile. That's what it is. It's in relative to Avodah Zarah. Depends what you're comparing it to. In any event, the Gemara says, "Amotzi gakhelet l'chut arabim hayav v'shalev et patur." A person moves, transfers a gakhelet on Shabbat. He's hayav. He goes to the shut yachit, the shut arabim with the gakhelet hayav. However, when he goes with the shalev, it is patur. Ve'atanya. So what are you talking? We have a brayta. Hamotzi shalev et kol shu hayav. What do you mean? It says if you took a shalev, even a kolshu, the smallest shalev, the smallest flame, you transfer it on Shabbat, you hayav, so make up your mind, what's the case? Amar of Sheshat, kegon shiotzi'o bekisam. That case over there is talking about where it's a hashuv shalevet. What makes a shalevet hashuv? You carried it because it was flickering on a kisam, on a splinter, on a piece of wood. Now, since it's on a piece of wood, it's not stamish on it's not stamish flame, so that's a hashu flame. So therefore, since it's a hashu flame, Yahayah for, for transferring on a flame that's on a kisam. Yahayah for the shalevet. So the Gemara says, we have a tipu kle mishum kisam. What do you mean? Just say, forget you. The reason why it's carrying is because of the kisam. Forget about the shalevet. You're transferring the splinter. Bedelet le shi'ura. We're talking about the splinter itself does not have the shi'ur. Ditna, we have a mishnah. Hamotzi etzim. Right, it puts the shi'ur of Shabbat that every item that you carry on Shabbat has to have a certain shi'ur to be hayab. So what's the shi'ur for etzim? Kedel bashel betza kala. Right, the amount of wood that it would take uh, to cook an easy egg. Uh, certain eggs cook faster than others. So they have a betza kala. Uh, a certain egg. That is kalal b'ashir mekola betzim, and that's betzat tanegolah. By the way, that's the egg of a chicken. Incidentally, cooks the fastest. So the amount of wood that would, uh, you know, be used to fuel to cook a uh, chicken's egg. So therefore, this little kisam does not have this. It's not going to be hayah because of the kisam. So what are they going to be hayah for? For the shalhev, because when the shalhev is on the splinter, the shalhev is hashuv. Okay, so that's that case. That's why when the Mishnah says over there that if you carry a shalhev on Shabbat, you hayav. It's too much shalevet on a kisam. Abayyam, a different answer. Kegon de shayfe mana mishcha. You took a vessel and you smeared it with oil. Ve'etle be'enura. And now you lit a, a fire on the oil. So therefore it's the shalevet that's on a keli. And that's why it's chashuv. And that's the reason why you're going to be hayav. So the Kamsa Gibran says... Well, good now, because since you can hold it now, right? you're holding the keli, it's got the flame on it, so they were considered hashuv. Whereas, according to Abaye, he holds a kisam, it doesn't make the shalhevet hashuv. Well, because it's going to go out. Because it's such a small little flame, that's not a hashuv flame, a little kisam, it's going to go out. However, when you have it on the mana, on a vessel, the smid with oil, that's already holding the flame like that, that's already hashuv. Therefore, that's what it means to the Mishnah when it says you're going to be hayav on the flame. So the Gemara says, v'tipukle mishum mana. What do you mean? Forget about the flame. You should be hayak because you're carrying a vessel. The vessel that it's on. Kabbalah says, Bihaspa. Okay, so I don't know what type of vessel we talk about. It's not about an earthenware vessel. It's haspa, it's cheap. Kabbalah says, Okay, what do you mean? Vitipuk demishum haspa. Also a cheap vessel. But I don't know if it's a vessel. Okay, what it's made out of? You'd be hayak for that. Kabbalah says, Bidelet le shi'ura. So also talking about where it does not have the shi'ud. It's not heres. What's the shi'ud of heres on the Shabbat? Kedeh ten ben patsim 
Lahaviro. He's talking about, let's say, uh, the person built a frame. Okay, around his doorpost. Uh, okay? So now, let's say the frame is not a wood frame, let's say, right? So the frame itself is not uh, uh, covering the entire post. So you add a piece of wood, let's say, you know, in order to make sure that the frame is thick enough, either on the side post or on, on the top. And therefore, after you add it, let's say you want to have, to make sure there's no air space, so you would take like little pieces of hairs uh, and you would wedge them like in the uh, airspace over there in order to keep it from coming apart. Or let's say you wanted to separate the frame in order to give it a little width. So you put it in between the two pieces of wood there to, to make it a little wider. So you stick the little uh, uh, in this. So that's the shiur of hairs to be have enough to make it, we'll call it a wedge, uh, to place in between the, you know, the, the, the wood of the door in order to, to widen it. In any event, so we're talking about a, a, a piece of hairs that is less than that. So we're not going to be hayav in the hairs. What are you going to be hayav for? For the flame. So give the Rabbi Yehuda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. But what are you talking about? Okay, so now give me the case of our Mishnah. If you're saying the case of the Mishnah is a motzi shalit patur, it means it's a flame without anything. There's no kisam, there's no iris. So how, how do you carry a flame that's not attached to anything? Because if it's attached to something, it's hashub already. So you have to say the case of our Mishnah, not just a, a live flame. Unattached to anything. Kabbalah says, Kegon, the adya adu yelishutarabim. It's talking about where you have a flame just that's on the floor. Which means it's not attached to anything. It's just a flame that's uh, on the underground. It's kind of it's some, some, something that's uh, burning. So there's the flame over there. So what did he do? Now she says, Adu yelishutarabim. Which means he, it's like he threw it from the reshut to the reshut. It's on the border. Yeah. Right before they shoot the Yahid. So what did he do like? He, with his hands, he fanned it. And what happened? It moved. It went from the shoot the Yahid, the fire, to the shoot the Rabim. That's how he moved the Shalhevet. He wasn't attached to anything per se. But what? With his hands, when he like bellowed it a little, he went like this, you know, waved it with his hands. It moved. It was on the border. Right, yeah. once you move an item from the shoot the Yahid, the shoot the Rabim, you transmit the domains. You should be Hayav. And why you patur? Because since the Shrevet is not significant, therefore it's not a tangible, and therefore you're going to be patura. What's the case where it said hayav? Where either it's on a kisam, or it's on a piece of hayres. That's the way we explain the Mishnah. So when you go back to the Mishnah, Mutsi, Shalevet, Mishabat, Patur, the case is talking about where it's on the border, and do you, do you blew it or you uh, threw it? Right, the says throw it or blow it? Throw it. Well, you can throw it, so to speak. How do you throw it? So he's by by fanning it like that, so therefore it caused it to move into the the shoot Arabim. The Shalhevet seems it's patur mutar. Wow. Comes the next Mishnah. Bor shel yahid keragle hayahid. Now we discuss wells. A privately owned well. Water. The water that's drawn from that well is bound by the tomb of the owner. Bor shel yahid keragle hayahid. The owner of that well now, wherever he can walk, that's where the water of that well can walk as well. And a well that belongs to the people 
of the city, where everybody from the city can, you know, uh, draw from the water, public well. So it follows the law of the city, which means you have 2,000 amah in each direction. And the wells that were built for the, those pilgrims that came from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, they built wells on the way. So on the way up to Yerushalayim, on Babel, so they, they, they could have, uh, you know, water. So those wells over there, they follow the one that draws the water. So it comes out we have three laws. You have a Yahid well, Yahid well goes to the Yahid, the owner, finish, I don't care who draws. If somebody else draws from that well, you're bound by the owner's home. Then you have a well of a city, where everybody takes from. So then everybody goes, She's the water itself can be transferred 2,000 amah to each side. When it comes to the Ole Babel wells, it goes according to the Mimaleh. She's each person uh, uh, has his own home, whoever draws the water, that's where the water can go according to his own home. Let's read Rashi in the Mishnah. Kedagleh Yahid, that's the Yahid, it goes according to the owner. Two thousand uh, to each side, uh, beyond the seventy-two uh, amma. The home starts after you get out of the border of the city. The city ends uh, over here. You count seventy-two amma, that's still considered an extension to the city. So it's two thousand past the seventy-two amma. They call it the Ibur Shel Eir. Okay. The Shir Ode Babel. That's right. They uh, built these wells, they dug these wells in the middle of the road. Right, the Bnei Gola made these uh, um, wells uh, in order they can uh, drink. Right, uh, when they want to go, let's say, from Bavir to Israel, they're traveling. So therefore, they made these wells. Now, these wells are considered ownerless. How do you acquire Hifkir? Pick up the water. Once I pick up the water, whose water is it now? It's my water. Once it's my water, it's bound by my tomb. Which means, I drew water from Ole Babel well. Once I drew, it's mine. Now let's say I see somebody else, my friend, hey, listen, could you lend me some water? Yeah, I'll take the water. But it goes after me now. Because once I drew it, it's mine. So when you lend somebody water on Yom Tov, it goes according to the owner. Right? That's how far it goes. Obviously this Mishnah is not going like Rabbi Yohanan. We learned the Shita yesterday, Rabbi Yohanan Menuri that said, things of Efkir have their own tomb, meaning 2,000 Amma to all sides. No, no, no. He owns Efkir, do not have their own Shivita. Efkir, go according to the guy that was Zuchir. Like our Mishnah is saying. Now, is coming along over here and says like this. It should have said that it's going Kenagle. The Mishnah could have said it's going Kenagle Kol Adam. What is Kenagle Kol Adam? No, Kenagle Kol Adam. It should say it goes according to the uh, tomb of of everybody, which means what? Well, so that she continues. 
Which means, according to this Mishnah, what's the, what's the mechanics and how this case works? The mechanics is, I say, that when I drew from this well, on uh, Yom Tov, I say retroactively from Ben before Yom Tov, that what? It belongs to, to me. And therefore it's going to follow my, uh, my uh, tchum. And therefore, again, if I lent it out on Yom Tov, we're going to be machmir now. Which means what? This guy now that uh, takes it, we're not going to say connect with Adam. We're not going to say that, uh, that in Benira, and therefore if you say in Benira, so therefore, who says it was mine? Maybe it was his. And therefore I'll take the call. Whoever has it right now follows his uh, tomb. I'll say, no, that's a kula if you say the connect with Adam. No, I'm going to say Benira Lachmir, which is the Benira over here, it comes out of stringency. Why? Because I'm going to say yesterday it was considered mine, the one that drew it, Nafkamina. If he lends it out to somebody else, that man can only go according to the Begleh Hamimaleh. If you said, So that would be no. If I take it, I have it. Now if I give it to somebody else, on Yom Tov, Begleh goes according to him. Kamshanah, the Mishnah is saying that really there is Berera, but this Mishnah is not, not saying always there's Berera, there's Berera Lahbir. How do you say Berera Lahbir over here? <laughs> to limit it, to say it's only going to go according to the one that's Mimaleh. Nafkamina, if I lend it to somebody else on Yom Tov, I said, that was yours going into your door. Therefore, if you lend it to somebody else, it's going to be also limited to That's all that she is telling you over there. Okay. Which means uh, that she's just uh, answering a question. That she's saying, if you're not going like Rabbi Hanan bin Nuri, and he's taking it to Hifkir well, so therefore, Hifkir, it should be. Uh, whoever, whoever, whoever gets it Five. The first guy that takes it, it's him If he gives it to somebody else It should follow that guy's uh, Why you tell me once I give it to somebody else It's limited Ah, because we're saying Zbiriraz working over here And Zbiriraz working Lahmir To say what? When I picked, drew the water on Yom Tov That was my water And therefore Bereshim Ashos Considered I own that water And therefore it's only me That when I give it I don't say like Adam Using Bilal is going to limit the second guy that gets the water only to my uh, limited home. Oh, I'm not going to go that care, I'm just saying, scared. Whoever takes it uh, can go, uh, uh, you know, wherever they, they can travel. No, it's Bilal Lahmir the Mafreya. Really, Amishnah maybe doesn't hold the Bilal, but it holds Bilal Lahmir. And therefore, it's going to be a sweet. Okay. Comes the, comes the Gemara. Rameh le Rabah le Rabdahman. Rabah is the question, contradiction to Rabdahman. Tanal, we learned in a Mishnah. Bor shel Yahid, private bor, keragle a Yahid. That's our Mishnah. Urminu, we have a contradiction. Neharot a Moshkin. That's rivers, flowing rivers. Umayanot a Nobin. Mayanot is well springs that are. No, but gushing. I mean, they're moving. So those follow. And whoever uh, gets it, uh, not only whoever gets it, whoever gets it, even if you transfer it to somebody else, 
Whoever's holding the water, the tomb goes according to him. What are you talking about? We said in our Mishnah, if it's Shad Yahid, it goes according to the owner. Now you're telling me, no, call Adam. Assuming these are private Neharot over here, these are private wells over here that are, that are gushing, make up your mind. The Mishnah says private is what? According to the owner. Here we have a, a, a Shitta that says what? If it's uh, wells that are like streams that are moving, or gushing, it goes according to whoever has it, the tomb. Make up your mind. So give us Amar. That is a difference. Not flowing. Not flowing. Amar not flowing. Which means like this. The Mishnah about a regular well, the water is stationary. Stationary wells, there is a Shivita on stationary wells. And who's the Shivita going to follow? The owner. However, in the case of the rivers over here, there's no shivita at all. Because something that's moving, Ben Hashem wasn't in one place. It was moving. Therefore, it's not bound by a shivita over here. Anybody that draws from it, it can go, That's the difference. The Gabbana proves this. That's the case. Comes around and now we discuss the Babel wells. Who do we say the Babel wells go to? According to the one that draws. Whoever draws, it's his tomb. Yeah? Itmar, we have a statement. Here's our case. A person drew water from all the Babel wells and he gave the water on Yom Tov to his friend. Rav Nachman says it goes according to the one that it was drawn for. Now I drew for my friend, it goes according to his tomb. Rav Sheshat Amar Kedagdam Mimaleh says no, it goes according to the Mimaleh, the one that draws. It's a fantastic malokan over here now. Between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshat. Let's review. Rav Nachman says, I'm drawing for my friend, it goes according to my friend's tomb. Rav Sheshat says no, 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 no. You're drawing for your friend, it goes according to your tomb. So now look at Rashi. I'm sorry. Let's go to Gemara. What's the machlokin over here? What's the machlokin over here? What's the machlokin over here? Morsavar birad dehefkerahu, or morsavar birad deshutfehu. How do you look at the board of Ali Babel? So what Rabbi looks at it as efker. This is considered ownerless. Ah, oh, now what's the what's the mechanics? If this is considered ownerless, so look at Rashi. <coughs> we have a rule. Let's say a person walking down the street. He sees a lost Aja. Mitzi'ah. A Mitzi'ah that you're allowed to keep. Right? So he sees the Mitzi'ah. Huh? He picks it up. He says, I'm picking this up for my friend. According to the uh, Gemara, your friend is not Kone. Why? We have a rule that says Zakhina Adam which means even though my friend's not there, normally I could be Zokhir as his agent for him. When it comes to a Mitziah, you can't we don't say Zakhina Adam Shlobifanaf. Why? Because this is considered Hav Laharimi. Because by being you Zokhir for somebody else, in this case over here, you're causing a damage to somebody else. Why? To another guy that's walking down the street, he's hey. I could have taken it for myself over here. You cannot be so good for somebody else if you're going to affect 
another person. You can only be zochef for somebody else if it's a total zechut and it's not negatively affecting somebody else. So here, a guy's walking down the street, he's ready to pick up the betziah. Another guy comes along and says, I'm picking dust for Mr. Ploni. So, zechut. Zechut for him, but it's a hayu for me over here. I could have picked it up for myself over here. So the deen is, you can't pick it up. So now, this water over here is hefkir. According to that, it's like a betziah. Right? So a guy comes along on Yom Tov. I'm picking up the water for my friend. Uh, your friend's not going there. You cannot be so okay because you're affecting the other guy. So therefore, whose water is it? It's the guy that picked it up. Oh, the guy that picked it up. So it follows. His. So therefore, even if you give it to your friend, it's not your friend's. It's yours. And therefore, it follows like there. That's not your shot's logic. Because it's Ifkir. You cannot be so for somebody else. Therefore, he doesn't own it. When you owe it, when you give it to him, and what's the other sheet now? Actually, let's read that inside that sheet now. David tofes the Baal Chov b'mkom shehav la'achirim. Elah magbiyah kana. The one that was magbiyah kana. Rahman Savar, pirad de shutfehu. He looks at it, no, 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 no. The wells of Oleh Babel, everybody's partners in these wells. Lofkiru bin Egolad, it's not a scare for everybody. Elad natnu lechol Yisrael, shu shutafim bo. Ukshamah zil haveron lemalot lo mechelko, v'alach pashichot na'asas shudachov. It's a big beer mitziah, which is when I'm going and picking up the water for my friend, I'm taking his chedek. Therefore, it's, it's his, because we're all shutafut. So if it's his, when I give it to him, it's his, therefore it follows his tomb. Understand how you look at the wells of Olivabe. If you look at it as Shutafut, so which which halik did I take? Who's, whose water did I take? My friend's water. He's a halik in it like everybody else. So therefore it follows his uh, his home. That's the Mahloket Rav Nachman and Rav Shishat. Eti Ben Argib has a question. Eti Ben Aval Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman, you hold over here that what? That the the wells are considered shutafut partners. We're going to ask you a question. Eti v'ravad rachman. Hareni alecha cherem. We're talking about the laws of cherem now. A person says to his friend, Hareni alecha cherem. I am forbidding myself. Hareni alecha. I am forbidding myself to you, which means that you cannot have an ah from my stuff. So it's hareni alecha. Cherem, I am forbidding myself to you, Hamudar Asur. Right, the one that uh, made the neder is Asur. That's she, bottom line. Mishutal alav neder Asur anot mizeh. Shenadar neder achemar mamoni alecha ekdesh. It's as if the guy says like this: My money to you is going to be Asur. So for instance, mamoni alecha ekdesh. So now the guy that the neder was made about. Can I have an ad from this money? I was osir my money on this fellow. Okay? So that's the first case. Let's read it again. Hareni alecha cherem. I am to you isudana'ah. She's my stuff to you is a sudana'ah. Hamudar asur. The mudar is the one that today was made to is asur. Now that fellow cannot come down and use my money. I forbade it to you. Yeah? First case. Next case. Hare ata alai cherem. It's the opposite. I say, you are forbidden to me. When your stuff is forbidden to me, then we had no dead asur. That way, the one that made the vow is or sitting himself to benefit from 
his friends' assets. Mm-hmm. Good? Because this case is had alai. Your stuff is asur to me. Therefore, the noder, the one that vowed, becomes asur to be nene from his friend's assets. Good? Now, hareni alecha alai. He does both ways. Right? My money is forbidden to you, and your money is forbidden to me. Shnei masurim zebazeh. And the both are forbidden to each other. Okay, now we get to the case. Umutarim b'shel bavel. However, even in that case, where he was osir, his assets to his friend and his friend's assets to him, but they could both go to the wells of Ole bavel and drink. Now, what does that obviously tell you? That the wells of Olev Avel must be considered hefkir. Because if you consider it shutafut, partners, so then I would not be able to benefit from your item, as well as you cannot benefit from my item. So this is a direct hit against Abnachman. You wanted to say to Abnachman that what? Olev Avel is shutafut. Well, if it's shutafut, then it's not working with the laws of Nedir over here. Because it was a partnership, so therefore, we're partners in, everybody's partners in Olev Abel. I said, I am not going to let you benefit from my money, and my money is a suit on you. Which is, my money is a suit on you, and your money is a suit on me. Therefore, the Khawara Olev Abel well, should be off, off limits to both of them. But it doesn't say that. It says they can both draw from Olev Abel. It must be what? That the wells of Olev Abel are considered? Hefker. Now, the Asurin Beshel Otair. Okay, well, they're going to be forbidden from the city well, because the city well is considered Shutafut. Remember we said the city well? City well, like we learned in the Mishnah, is considered partnership. Okay. Now, there are certain things that are considered hefker, like that the Olay Babel made hefker, which means equal rights that everybody's able to to go with. Not equal rights, really, it's just hefker. It's open to anybody. The Harabayat, the Temple Mount, is considered hefker. Anybody can, nobody has a right more than the next guy in Harabayat, the Temple Mount. Halishkot. Halishkot is the offices that were on the Beit HaMikdash. Ma'azarot, right, the courtyards. Ubor shel emsa aderech. Okay, bor shel emsa aderech, that's the well, that's in the middle of the road, it's considered also hefker. Ve'eluen shel ota'id. When we say ota'id, it is partnerships, the following items are subject to partnerships. What are they? Harichov, the streets. All the streets of Babel are considered also partnership. Ubet HaKeneset, that's a uh, synagogue, it's all were considered partnership, Shutafud. Ubet HaMinchas, okay, and the uh, bathhouse, all considered partnership. So the Gemara are just listing things that are considered Hefker, and things are considered partnerships. Now we start, V'i'amad, Pirat Deshut Fehu. Nachman, if you tell me that, what, the board is Shutafud, Amai Mutar. How can it be Mutar? Which, how can you tell me that these two guys that vowed against, the, the guy that vowed, his stuff, Against his friend and his friend stuff against him. I can tell me they both can go to the board. Let's say you have partners. Yeah, partners they vowed against each other. They're gonna have an hour from each other. What's the deen? Asurim likanes lehaser lirchots. They're not allowed to go into each other's courtyards to bathe. Lirchots bebor. They're not allowed to go into the board in order to. Uh, sorry, they cannot go into the chatzir of each other because they forbade each other and 
I'm sorry, so they, they, they cannot go into each other's arms, which means their assets are forbidden to each other. Oh, so how are you telling me over here that over here they will save each other's <laughs> items? And you're telling me what? They can go and draw water from uh, from the uh, from the well. How can you say that that is uh, permissible? So the Gemara says, "Lirhot babor." Somebody get the right girsah here. He takes out the word, "Alirhot babor." Achinameh, ve'acha b'may askinan lemalot mor medideka b'maleh or mor medideka b'maleh, which means like this. When do we say uh, that uh, they're going to say to each other? We have a bright partners are said to each other in the well. Uh, what do you mean? I'll tell you what's asur together in the well. It's asur for, it, for the people to bathe in the well. Why? Because when you bathe in the well, you're bathing in all the water. Right? When you jump into the well to bathe, I'm using his water. He's using my water. Yeah, so you're right. When we say over here that Shutafim or said the well is a suit on them, that is a suit to bathe. However, I'm talking about <laughs> to drink. When it comes to drinking, I'm going to tell you what, since we're Shutafut over here, I'm drinking from my water, and you're drinking from your water, which means really comes out, it's bit it out over here. Which is, there's a whole uh, uh, board of water over here, correct? Rav Nachman says the board is considered shutafut. Partners. Partners. Oh, so we came along and said, oh, what are you talking about? They made nedarim against each other. They came along and said, the guy said, you cannot benefit from my stuff and, uh, and I cannot benefit from your stuff. But why did they go to Olei Babel? How can they go to Olei Babel? We have a clear statement that if a person makes nedarim, you cannot go to the well. Yeah, you cannot go to the well to bathe. Because Memela, once you're bathing, all the water... It's being used. It's surrounding you. And therefore you're using your friend's water. And uh, he's using yours if he goes into the well. Though. However, to drink, what am I going to say? Drinking works differently. I go to the well, I take a cup of water. I'll say that water's mine. I'm, part of is mine. I'm, not, I'm not drinking your water. Wait, who says? Maybe you're drinking your friend's water. No, I'll say Benera. What does Benera say? Retroactively, uh, when I drew, drew that water, I said that that water was mine from the beginning. And therefore, it's not considered a problem of not considered a problem of isur Now let's read this inside the Gemara. Let's get the proper reading now. Okay, look at Ashi. Look at Ashi. That which we said that the bor is mutar for the, the one that made the nair, they lo la kol tashmishu tru. It's not permissible for everything. Kegon lirid vilirhots betocho. They don't say take a bath and they go bathe. They debirat shutafinu. Ukshetiru lemalot memavitiru. But when we said it's permissible, it's only for lemalot to the drink. The samchir in a berera v'amina mor medideh kamemalemaim shalu bekadoen v'amurarinim neshamaim lachaleko. Which is minashamayim he got. His chalik. So therefore, quite enough Nachman, let's review. How do you consider a board of Ole Babel? Efker. I'm sorry. Take two. Board of Ole Babel, Kodlan Nachman, is Shutafin. It's partners. Nafkaminah, you say it's partners? Nafkaminah is, like we said in the first case, Nafkaminah, if a person, let's say, goes and draws water for his friend, 
he can give it to his friend, and the water goes according to his friend's tomb. Because I say, what? I'm not being a mitzia. He owns it. I'm just taking something, he owns it. I give it to him. Okay, very good. Oh, the Gemara says, you think it's Shutafut? You say it's Shutafut? Can't be. Can't be. You know a case where a guy forbids his money on his friend, and his money's friend on him, Halakha says that what? They could still go to the board. They go to the board of Oleb Abel and uh, benefit. Mutar. So, so therefore you see what? Must be. You have to say it's Ifkir. Because they will say it each other's uh, items. If they're partners. Uh, and we know what? Partners, by the way. We have a clear bright that says partners, when they will say each other's uh, things on them, they cannot benefit from anything of, of each other. So Rav Nachman is going to say, well, that which we said, mutar, it means mutar for them to go to the well to drink. Why? Why? Because drinking, I say what? We're partners, right? So the water that I took out of my well, it's my water. I, I wasn't going to send my money against myself. Well, hey, Rav Nachman, who said it's your water? Maybe you're taking your friend's water. No, I used to come to it was selected that the water that I took in my cup, it was mine. So did I benefit from your water? No. Ah, but it says that partners cannot benefit from each other in the well. Yeah, that, what is that talking about? Taking a bath. Because when you jump in the well, bottom line, all the water in the well is bathing you. So therefore, look at that. But bottom line, what do you see here? Rav Nachman subscribes to the subject of the The next question they give us is, so what do you mean? Does he hold the bit it out? Like we always see. Anytime you introduce somebody with bit it out, they always ask the other way. Does he hold the bit it out? So your case with Abdurrahman doesn't hold the bit it out. Now let's see the Gemara says. The Savad Abdurrahman is bit it out. Oh, Abdurrahman hold of bit it out. Now in order to understand this uh, next uh, piece, you just need a few introductions. Introduction will start like this. <coughs> Actually, we can read the introduction in Nashi. We'll save uh, the introduction. We'll just go to the straight Nashi. Start with Nashi. Kishahayavim bekalbon. That Nashi. Kol Yisrael. This is actually an introduction of Nashi himself. Kol Yisrael uskeku datet mahasit ha-shekel kolbenot tzibur. We know that. Like we know the Masechet Shekalim. Every Jew is obligated to give a half a shekel. Why? For the public sacrifice. To have a hand in the kolbenot. V'etilu hachim alem neosif ma'a ketana. The rabbi said, when you give me half a shekel, you got to give me half a shekel plus. Liyot kalbon. And they call that extra uh, 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 little... Uh, 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 no, that you have to add. They call that a kalbon. Like the vig. The, the processing tax. The extra fee. Why? Liflotlot. In order that the hegdesh, when they exchange it, they won't lose. Which means like this. You go to hegdesh. You give them these coins. Okay, you give them half a shekel coins. Now the half a shekel coins that they used to give, they were very small coins, and a lot of times they would wear out. So the Hegdeh doesn't want to keep these coins over here. Because these coins over here, they wear out, uh, they're lose money. So right away, what do they do? After they collect all the half a shekel coins, they go to the tax, they go to the, the money changer. They give them all the half a shekel coins, and he gives them big coins. Right. Right? They make change. Right. But the money collector, it's his job. The money uh, changer, it's his job. He charges a vig. So therefore, when you're going to give the half a shekel to the Hegdesh, they're going to go to the money changer. They're going to have to pay a processing fee. So technically you didn't give half a shekel then. Because since they had to pay a kalbon, so therefore you didn't give the half a shekel, technically you didn't give the full amount. So what did Hachamim say? When anybody gives the half a shekel to the Beta Mikdash, throw in the extra kalbon, and therefore the Hegdesh does not lose. Now, Hachamim went so far to say, 
that even if, let's say, two guys, two friends come along, and instead of giving half a shekel, they give a big coin, half each. They give the whole coin. <coughs> Technically, over here, there's no, uh, there's really no chayuv uh, of the kalbon. Uh, you shouldn't obligate them for kalbon. Uh, doesn't matter. Still, both of them have to pay kalbon. We don't want Ekdesh to lose court to anybody. And therefore, it's a benefit Ekdesh. Even if the two people are coming, you still have to give the, even with a with coin. However, the halakha said, a father. That's coming to give a half a shekel for his two sons. So he comes to give a coin, so they only obligate him to pay one kalbun. Mm-hmm. Father that's paying for his two sons, they, did a, they give him a break. He only pays one kalbun, he doesn't have to pay one kalbun per half a shekel, he can pay one. And that's the first law of Masita Shekel. Let's read that in Ashi now. We're just going to read it straight. Go Yisrael Skiku Latet Marasita Shekel, the Korbenot Sibur. Vetilo Hakrim Alem, no Sif Mara Ketana, Liot Kalbon, the Flotrot, Mepneshen, Hatsaes Shekalim, Hatikot Tekot. There's the small uh, coins. Venohin Abed. They would get ruined. Upeamim Shemalifin Otam, Bemara, Venotnim, a Kalbon, Behiduf. Which means yeah, they would pay the kalbon to the money changer. The Even when two guys came along, and they're giving one shekel shalem, Doesn't matter. Each one's got to pay kalbon. Why? We don't want anybody to give anything different. She's the father. When he comes for his two sons, we only make him pay one kalbon. Okay, that's the first law. Second law that you have to know as introduction to this Mishnah. Uh, Okay, person has ten uh, percent of his animals are considered uh, uh, kodesh, etc. Now, in this um, right, this maaser we have a law that the maaser is only chayav if it's individually owned. However, if it belongs to shutafim, if it belongs to partners, it's patur from maaser behema. Klal in maaser behema b'shutafut. Good. How do they learn this from? They actually learned this, interestingly, from a pasuk by Bechor. The pasuk says that uh, a person, who has a Bechor, Bechor is the firstborn, so the pasuk says, um, When it comes to Bechor, it says, Bechor has to be yours, mashma, only yours. But it's not true, because by Bechor, we have a clear pasuk that says, Bekarchem v'solchem. That even partners, there's Kiddushat Bechor. So what did that Pasuk by Bechor mean? Lecha. So the Gemara makes a dirash. If you can't learn it by Bechor, we can learn it to something totally out of its context. Mm-hmm. So when the Pasuk says, It's not talking about Bechor. Because Bechor doesn't have to be Lecha. Bechor can have Kiddushat even on a partnership. So that Pasuk of Lecha is referring to what? Maser Behema. Unbelievable dirashah. You're reading a Pasuk by Bechor. Wow. It says Lecha by Bechor. That's not, not Bechor. The Lecha that's written by Bechor, is really referring to Ma'asir Behema, the Tami, only if it's individually owned, it's Hayabit Ma'asir Behema, but if it's a partnership, there's no Hayyub for Ma'asir Behema. Beautiful. Also, the Gemara says, Gemara says, there's a partnership, it's going to be Patur. Okay? So the Gemara says, what about then, if let's say children <coughs> inherited uh, inheritance from their father? Okay, they have Yerusha, five brothers, let's say, they inherited a Yerusha from the father. Now all these, uh, uh, this is called at this point over there when they inherit, it's called tefisat, maybe the, the right, Ashon, 
It is called Tefisat Habayit. Mm-hmm. What does Tefisat Habayit mean? Until they actually divvy up the actual uh, halakim, the estate, just to force them an inheritance collectively, that's called Tefisat Habayit. It's like the father's... It's like the fathers. They're not considered... Uh, they're considered all, let's say, uh, you know, have a share in it, but the father still, uh, still still owns it. It's considered really owned by one person. So in that case over there, there'll be a hayyuv of Naaseh still. Wow. Good? It's not split yet. It's not considered shutafim uh, yet. Uh, it's considered still owned by one person. Okay? Now, the rule is going to be like this. Let's, let's, we, can, we can make a cloud just to understand it clearer. In this case over here, when the brother is going to give Mahasita Shekel now, we're going to consider it as if the father is giving the Mahasita Shekel. Because the estate still belongs to the father. Therefore, you only have to give one Kalbon. So the rule is going to be like this. When you're patur from the Kalbon, you hayav in Mahasir. When you hayav in Kalbon, you're going to be patur from Mahasir. Which means, hayav from Kalbon means what? So each one took their... Uh, uh, so each one took their chalik, uh, right? And then they went back now And they became uh, partners, uh, let's say Right? After they took their chalik They said, you know what? Uh, after they, they separated Then they said, you know what? Let's be partners again right, Once already you broke the tefisat Even though now you came back as partners Now it's a partnership You broke the tefisat Now it's a partnership What's in the partnership? A partnership Well, you're not, you're not the father anymore It's not the father's good When it comes to the Bet HaMikdash They give Basit HaShekel Each guy's got to give the shekel Even though you're giving it all together Each guy's got to give the Kalbon Oh, but you're a partnership when it comes to Maaser Be'emah, Patur. Good? When it was Tefisat Ta'av, which is when they inherited it, it's not concerned the fathers. Therefore, it's concerned the fathers, one Kalbon. One Kalbon for all the kids. Right? And, but when it comes to Maaser, you're not partners yet. Since you're not partners yet, so therefore it's going to be a Hayuvin Maaser. Once they split it up, and then they say, you know what, we want to be partners again. It doesn't go back to Tefisat Ta'av. You broke the Tefisat Ta'av. Now you're considered... Partners of the estate. So now we're ready for your kalbon. Each one's got to give their own kalbon. It's not the fathers anymore. And now you're going to be patur from ma'asir. Good? And now we read the cases. Comes Gibran says, Brothers that are partners. That means what? That their partners is not tefisata'av. Piturim ma'asir. Behemah. They're patur because this is a partnership. Which means when it's not a partnership, then Piturim in a Kalbon. Because when there's no partnership, then it's considered the fathers. Therefore, there's Pitur in Kalbon. And therefore, there's Hayuv in Ma'asir because there's no partnership. Good. Ravana said like this. Lo Shanu Ela. This was said. Shehalku Gidayim. Keneged Tilaim, Vitilaim Keneged Gedaim. Which means, let's say the father died, right? That is the state. There's Gedaim, there's Tilaim, all different type of animals. The way they divided up the estate over here was they made an assessment. <laughs> they didn't just go, you take one Gedi, I'll take one Gedi, you take yeah. one Tilaim, I'll take one. They didn't do that. They started to count out how much is the value of the Gidi, how much is the value of the Tlil, until you take two Tilaim, I'll take one Gidi. So they divided it up like that. So that's already considered that they made like a, they bought from each other. They sold to each other. I'll take one of these, you take one of those. So therefore, if the, the original division, 
was done like that, okay? So now each one has their own uh, you know, portion. Now they come back and say to each other, you know what? We want to go partners again. At that point when they go partners, there's no Tefisat Av already. You know, the Tefisat Av doesn't go back. It doesn't say, oh, now we're partners again. It goes back to the... No, no, no. Since you... It's like you bought from each other already at the original time. So the Tefisat Av is broken, conclusive. Even when you come back together, there's no Tefisat It's considered a Shutafut. And therefore, Shutafut Patu for Ma'asir, Hayab and Kalbon. However, Abal... <laughs> Let's say they divided originally. You get one gedi, I get one gedi. You get one tele, exactly like the father left it. They didn't start making calculations and dividing it monetarily. They divided it one for one. Beautiful. So now, when the father is a tefisat ta'af, it's considered all the fathers, so they divide it. Okay, now they divide it. You get one gedi, I get one gedi, you get one gedi. Now, after they did the division, they said, you know what? Let's go partners again. When we go partners again, the tefisat ta'af comes back. Wow. And what's the large kind of tefisat ta'af comes back? Because I say that the item that uh, I got, this gedi, that's the one that the father intended for me to get. When he died. Therefore, when we're going back to be partners, it's really re-establishing the Tefisat Because this is the item that, it's not the Pshat that I got a different one, and therefore it's considered now a new partnership. No, I say retroactively, when we become partners again, I am getting exactly what the Father intended me to get. Therefore, it's back to the inheritance of the Father, even though we're a partnership. We started off as the Fisat Avkos bottom line, we didn't divide anything, they just felt to us. Not to us, to the brothers. Felt to the brothers, they all won. Okay. At that point, it's the fathers. Kalbon, Patur, since there's no Shutafut over here, it's the Fisat Av, Maaser, Hayav. Good, no partnership. Now what? You know, I take my, this guy takes the Gedi, this guy takes the Gedi, takes the play, takes the play, it separates. Good. Now what? You know what, uh, boys? Let's be partners again on everything. So they go back. Once they go back, since they took a gedi for a gedi, I could come along and say that what I, what the guy brother took, that was what was intended for him from the beginning. So that even when they go back to become partners, really it's considered still tefisatav. That's what the father intended from the beginning. Therefore, the partnership is not considered a partnership anymore. So therefore, using the principle of Berera. Now comes Rav Nachman in this case. Rav Nachman Amar is the key. Rav Nachman Amar, Afilu Halku Gedayim Keneged Gedayim Vetelayim Keneged Telayim En Omer Zehelko Hamagiyom Shari Shona Lekach. He says, even if you split it up, Gedi for Gedi and Tle for Tle. Okay? So now we divide it. Now we come back and say, you know what? <laughs> we want to make a partnership. I don't say that Tfisat comes back. And I say, wait, maybe, maybe I have uh, uh, the Gedi of uh, my brother. And maybe my brother has the Gedi that was destined for me. Therefore, when we're going to come partners again, it's like a transaction. It's a new transaction. It's making a new partnership. It's not reinstating Tfisat And therefore, when they come back uh, to make this partnership, it's considered a partnership. They want to be Hayav and Kalbon, Patur in Maaser. But what do you see from Rav Nachman? He doesn't hold of Berera. Oh, if he doesn't hold the Berera, we're stuck 
Because you said that the board of Olebabel is Shutafut. Mm-hmm. Right? And at the same time, you want to tell me that Rav Dachman is going to allow, when a guy was Osir, his money to his friend and his friend's money to him, you're going to allow them to go to board, the board and say they could draw. What do you mean? I'll say the word that he drew, that was his partnership. I got mine, he got his. But Rav Dachman doesn't hold it, it's so therefore you cannot say that Rav Nachman holds that the board is Shutafut. Yeah. Really you have to say Rav Nachman holds that the board is Hefker. Wow. Oh, so if the board is Hefker, so now we got to go back to the question. We had a mahluket between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshat. Guy goes to the well and he picks up the water for his friend. Right? So one shita says what? One shita Rav Sheshat says... When you pick up the uh, well, the water, it's yours, right? And then even if you give it to your friend, after, it doesn't matter. Follows your tchum. And Rav Dachman said, no, you pick it up for your friend, it goes to him. What are you talking about? If you're saying it's hefkir, so the kaura, it's hefkir, it should be uh, to the one that, uh, that picked it up. What's the logic now of Rav Dachman in this mahlukit? So the Gemara says, oh, here's the case. Really, I'll tell you, the board of Ole Babel is Hefker. What's the Mahlok? Here's the case. It's Hefker. Very good. I pick up a mitzia. Let's go back to the case of mitzia. I go pick up a mitzia for my friend. Everybody holds you can't pick up a mitzia for your friend. Why? Havla hanini. By doing a zikut for him, I'm hurting somebody else. No argument in gemara mitzia. Everybody agrees that cannot be done. Oh, but here's the shit now. But do we see at least the guy who picks it up owns it? I picked it up and coming up for my friend. Okay, my friend didn't get it, but at least does the guy who picks it up own it? Mm. That's already a mahlokit. Kana or no kana. So according to Rav Sheshat, he's going to say, yes, you are konet. Because bottom line, it's hefkir. You intended to pick it up for your friend. For your friend, it's not konet. But bottom line, you made a kenyan. You picked it up. And therefore, it's yours. Once it's yours, if you give it to somebody else, this water, for example, it's going to follow your, uh, your tomb. The bottom line, you are yours. Whereas according to Rav Nachman, he says, when you pick it up for somebody else, my kavanah was not for me. I didn't have kavanah to be koneh. I had kavanah for, for that guy, for my friend. Was my friend koneh? No. Because uh, I'd say, but since you picked it up for him, you don't own it either. And therefore, this is, I'm holding it, but I don't own it. Therefore, when I give it to my friend, he owns it now. And therefore, it's going to go according to... His tomb. Wow. That's like everybody holds the board is Hifkir. Start off. And everybody holds. When he picks it up for his friend, it doesn't belong to his friend. Because you cannot do that by a mitziah. It's like a mitziah, it's What's the dynamic working over here? Is it belong to the one that drew the water? Rav Shishat says, yeah. <coughs> You're coming out for the other guy. It doesn't matter. Who made that guy? Who made the... Who picked it up? You picked it up. I picked it up for him. Doesn't matter. You put that for him, he's not Kone. Who's the first guy holding it? You, you are. You're Kone. You want the water. Now you give it to your friend. Now you give it to your friend. Follows your uh, tongue. But it's your water. 
according to Rav Nachman, he says, no. You picked it up for your friend. Your friend is not Kuneit. But you're not Kuneit either. You're not coming out to be Kuneit over here. You're holding it for your friend. It's not your case. It's a gift still. Therefore, when you give it to your friend, he owns it. He owns it while he's home. Let's just read that in Rashi. Second line. Okay, leave the, leave the Gersaot over here. Just go to... Everybody agrees the friend is that corner. Rav Nachman Sabar, lo kana magbiya, de la adate le mikne. His kamala was not to be kone, ela mishin min matnu, ela mishin it maleulo kenaum bimshika. That's right, I'll say that what? That the one that it was picked up for was kone bimshika kishika blem, when he gives it to them. Kesheba ulirshuto, vedato liknoto, de chia mar lo kana havero. Which means, so long as the guy was holding it and he didn't have to come out for himself, it's not his. Granted, he would have said at that point, I want it for myself, it's his. But he didn't do that. He picked it up for his friend. He never had coming out for him. And he gave it to his friend. Once he gives it to his friend, I want you to have it. I have to take it. I have it. Now I own it. Therefore, it goes according to his. Which means, let's say he gave it to his friend, right? Could the original guy come along and say, Hey, I had it first. No. No. You didn't have it first. You had it first for me. But you weren't good either. I gave it to you now. Once you gave it to you, you're stuck. He owns it. But I've said, Savar. Bottom line, who's the first one that made a hagba over here? He's the Kone. The, what do you mean? You made it for that guy. Doesn't matter. That guy's not Kone. Who's the first guy uh, on the water? You. The, 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 the Mimale. It's mine. Now when you give it, I'm giving you my water. Therefore it follows like, <laughs>